before, before we get started, I just have one quick question. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. All right. Uh, why is it that in 2015 the cops look like strippers? In this <laughs> yeah! <movie? laughs> I was just like, look at these hot cops. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of A Free Podcast. We are continuing Season 4, which is on Our Dumb Decade, talking about the movies that take place in the 20-teens. I'm your co-host, Rob, joined, as always, my good friends, Joe and Duff. It, do they have to be full listeners for the greeting to be to count? What about people that are just kind of like half listening and they have it on in the background? Are we saying hello to them, too? Yeah, if they heard it. <laughs> Duff, what's up? What's up, buttheads? If they misheard it, they might have just heard hell, and then they think it's you know oh. going to be darker. <laughs> well, they're right. Um, so we're going to talk about Back to the Future Two. Our what's the official title? Back to the Future Part Part Two. Part two. Yeah. Part two. This uh, is before they get, this before they got all like hyphenated. What? Okay, what would it be called? I know I'm getting ahead of us. What would it be called if it's made in 2018? We'd have to have like a hyphenated like subtitle yeah right? mm-hmm. or there'd be a colon in there somewhere yeah 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 so there'd be a colon and then what would the next part be hmm. back to the future so i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat a little because i know what the the production name was you know how oh, movies, okay. you, that's not um, cheating okay so it would be back to the future colon paradox oh, what about uh, yeah back to the future colon what Biff? <laughs> <laughs> what? I get it. Like, like what, what if? <laughs> oh. Oh. Come on. Uh, I mean, th- okay. That's fine. That's decent. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to the future, no roads needed. Mm. That's stupid, right? Mm. Well, I mean, all these are going to be stupid, but that's too stupid. I think Paradox is definitely what it would be called if it came out this year. It makes it sound more serious than 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 it maybe is. Or maybe That's it true. isn't. I don't know. I, I have mean, a hard time on this. There, there's some heavy stuff. There, There is. So before we jump into Back to the Future. All right, Rob, get some Coke for your recap because it's kind of complicated. <laughs> well, before we can go into the recap. No, we're gonna, about... Yeah, let's go back to 2015. Let's go uh, back to 2015. 20... Yeah, this okay. is our 2015 selection. It was set yep. in what? Was it October? October. Uh, yes. So October this, of 2015. This movie came out in 89. Uh, it was a Thanksgiving release, I believe. Okay. So it's looking oh. ahead to 2015. So 26 years. And yes. we luckily know what happened then. So we're looking at the Google Zeitgeist. And number one search, surprising to me on this. Okay. This is in the U.S. Number one search, Lamar Odom. Oh, is this hmm. when he OD'd? And got found so. in, didn't he get found in the, the Buddy Ranch or something? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of 2010s coming together in that one yeah, story. There's a Kardashian in that story. The Kardashian, yep. uh, the Bunny Ranch. So two different threads of reality TV coming together. Yep. We have and they dress. Sl- and they slayed, and it, it took down one of our, our most fun basketball players of the previous decade. That's right. That's right. That's, that's, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Took a Laker out. 
Um, Jurassic World is number two. American Sniper is number three. Caitlyn Jenner is number four. What a pair of movies that was yeah. there. What, <laughs> those, are really boring. those are boring. I was just number saying, kind one of is forgettable. Okay. Kind of forgettable. Yeah, people just Googling the movie to find out what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. That's all Probably. that is. Or yeah. when it's playing. One of, um, go one go of, a little farther down. Get us some juicy stuff. Okay, so here's my favorite. Uh, okay. Top two actors that were Googled. Okay. Um, yeah, I like that. Number one, Charlie Sheen. Oh, <laughs> was, he like, was he like cracked out that year? I thought no, that was longer ago than that. I think so too, but number two, Bill Cosby. Oh, because oh. he did the rapes. Yep. Not we in 2015. Was we just it. found out about it. Uh, okay, can you do he the He did musicians? a win Back to the Future 2 came out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did it. Yeah, okay. I mean, before that too, but yeah, you're right. Okay, He did, when, it, he did it every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what what are the top two music, musicians? Uh, let me look here. Give me a second. There are a lot of weird, like dog questions is a category here. Really? Uh-huh. Like, like not specific questions, just people search for dog questions? Yes, the top dog questions <laughs> were, um, how, why, why do dogs wag their tail <laughs> and how to crate train your puppy? Uh, those are that's challenging. Well, big so, okay. big that's crate important. training year, I guess. You yeah. know, it's tough for me to answer this question. Oh, music. Okay, here's artists. Music artists. Adele. All right. Uh, yeah. Um. Sia. Sia. What's the right way to say that name? Sia. I think. Sia. Yeah. Fetty Wap. Easy E. <laughs> Sam Smith. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I'll say for the most part, nothing too exciting about 2015 searches. Uh, number one is uh, politician is Donald Trump, and the other thing I'll say that was number one is number one meme is related. Uh, uh, Pe- the, Peppy the stupid. Frog. Uh, Pepe. So this we should have seen it coming, guys. <laughs> this is one things got this year is when things got real dark. Yeah, well, the darkness is starting to happen here. It was dark the first half of the decade, like quite dark in my opinion, but it it real it. <laughs> It got bad, but okay. We'll we'll obviously have plenty of time to talk about that, particularly next week or in you know, our next show. Uh, but real quick about the movie Back to the Future. One thing you need to know about Back to the Future Part Two: it is a sequel to Back to the Future. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't think I saw these movies in the right order I as know, a child. I know I did not. I'm pretty sure I saw three first. I know well, I did you as went well. you went you did like the chronological thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, instead of release order, I did it chronologically. I went uh, a friend's birthday party. They took us to the movies to see Back to the Future 3, and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, uh, for some reason, then I saw Back to the Future 2 next. And then I pieced most of it together. I think I think I might be the same. But okay. I'm going into this assuming you know something about Back to the Future with this summary. Yeah, I uh, think I, I pulled the teens today. Yeah. They are they were born in two thousand and like two. Okay. No. No. <laughs> two thousand like I mean early four. Lot, early. Two thousand four. Okay. Uh one class over I would say eighty to ninety percent of them had seen Back to the Future Part One. Okay. That's so good. you're fine. So that means everybody's seen it. it continues that's, to this day. That's good. All right. So Doc takes Marty and Jennifer to 1985 which maybe we got to put a pin in there different jennifer 2015 you screwed it up oh yeah he yeah he takes them 
Yes, he takes him to 2015 from 1985. Um, different Jennifer. That's weird. Yeah, so back then in the 80s, they hadn't really figured out this whole like multi-picture franchise deal thing yet. Nope. I'm assuming, right? Because well, there are a lot of people they couldn't bring back for well, this movie. Well, Jennifer, the actress who played Jennifer, whose name escapes me right now, her mom had cancer. Uh, so Claudia, that's why she, Claudia Wells. Claudia Wells, She that's had a pretty it. good reason. Yep, so oh, her mom okay. had cancer, and she didn't like she didn't act for like i don't know 25 years or like a long time in between back to the future and like later as an adult um whereas um let's keep going with the plot somewhere. okay so they go to 2015 things don't turn out the way they hope due to a car accident that had ruined marty's music career uh marty buys a sports almanac in order to win future bets Doc tells him not to do that, but Biff, old Biff, overhears it and takes it back to 1955. Meanwhile, Doc and Marty return to 1985, but now the world is totally different. It's a dystopian world ruled by Biff. He's now married to Marty's mom, Lorraine, and had murdered Marty's dad, George. Marty confronts Biff. And Doc and Marty go back to 1955 in order to stop future Biff from giving the almanac to young Biff. The catch is Marty has to make sure he doesn't run to in, run to himself because while this is happening in 1955, we have the original Back to the Future plot timeline occurring. So he has to make sure he doesn't run into Back to the Future 1 Marty. He gets the almanac back. He burns it which resets 1985 back to what it should. And then the movie ends with Doc going to 1885 and sets us up for Back to the Future 3. An accident, he goes back, by the yeah. way. An accident, he goes back to, yeah. Um, and and, it, and that's the, kind of a cool way to do it is is a, a messenger shows up with a note that Doc wrote in 1885. Yes, Western Union. It, to deliver, uh, yeah, like a telegram to deliver... Uh, to Marty at that moment in that spot, yeah, which Joe is a gimmick used not super frequently, but fairly often in movies, and I always get a kick out of it. And it's Joe Flaherty from uh, SCTV and Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Oh. So I know I kind of compressed that, but does that that's the gist of the film? I mean, if you haven't seen it, no explanation will really make sense. You have that's true. Yeah, we, we, that we was have good. multiple timelines. We have. Uh, we have stuff happening in 85, in 55, and then in 2015. There is a lot going on. Yeah. There is. It is a breakneck pace. It moves very quickly. It takes on a lot. Should we talk about kind of the first thing and the reason we're talking about this? Should we talk about 2015? Like the 2015 stuff? Uh, you mean like just how they conceive of the world? Yes, they're their view of the world in 2015. Sure. Uh, yeah, like I guess we could just describe the setting a little bit. Um it has like hologram advertisements but not cool ones like Blade Runner. It's gar- <laughs> it's garish and ugly in some ways. It's yeah. very tacky. Yeah, clothes. It's like the graphics of I would say somewhere between Nintendo and Super Nintendo. But yeah. It, but it but it becomes three-dimensional. For what Jaws nineteen is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I, and I like, like a big bit. shark comes out. It kind of looks like the original Nintendo Wii graphics, <laughs> which was even like outdated when it was released. <laughs> like, to be I fair, I believe like that that Jaws hologram is like 
like really really early CGI. Maybe. Um, well, at least they had CGI in Star Wars. This is ten years later or twelve years later. Yeah, but I think that's that wasn't like this is entirely computer generated. I think that's pretty rare. So yeah. what one thing is that in a sense they got right is that it's very eighties influenced and eighties nostalgia is everywhere, which yeah. did come true. <laughs> so my my complaint on this is that they had just made a movie that went back in the past from nineteen eighty five to nineteen fifty five, right? And the yeah. difference is is more about like subtle changes with pop culture and like morals and stuff, not like a drastically new world. But then when they make this movie and they go ahead 30 years, it's like it's like we jumped ahead 150 years. Like clothes are like unrecognizable to some extent. There's flying cars. Like it's sort of it's sort of weird to like if you just did a movie that was the 30 year difference and you saw the changes aren't that big. Like, you know, it's like, oh, there's a mall here versus there's not being a mall. As opposed to this is like it it does it does not feel like twenty fifteen. It feels like I said like twenty one sixty. But if you think that the pace of technology increases exponentially, which it does seem to do, like I that doesn't bug me really, I don't think. And I, I do think the A world of the eighties is like substantially different from the world as they depicted in the fifties. It's just like less ostentatious and more subtle. Like they do show a world in Back to the Future One in the eighties where like old small town life has been decimated. Like that town sure. square, all the local businesses are gone. They do make some, they don't work super hard at it, but they do bring racism of the fifties into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not as much as they should, but. Uh, one thing, one thing I really, uh, my, my, my wife pointed out that is actually really apt is uh, at the end of Back to the Future, she said, oh, you know he's back in 1985 because now there's a homeless guy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just like it's it's a wild view, view of 30 years from now. But can okay, then in a movie with a target audience like this one has, which is everyone, <laughs> like is there a – like can you make a movie with this kind of budget and achieve, trying to seek out this kind of audience – where you don't depict the future as some sort of like fantastic, wild, far advanced environment. Like what I mean, if they did just go like for subtle differences? I just feel like audiences would dis- be disappointed. Maybe. I mean, I mean, think about, we talked about how dumb it is in 2010 that the only difference is like, oh, it looks like exactly the same except they have dolphins for pets. Yeah. Yeah, true. So here's... I, I here's my take on it it's never bothered me I've never felt that it's that far off even like back in the day I think what it is is that all the stuff in the future is just gimmicky and there's no real heart or connection to anything it, it's all it, just it's largely just to sneak in more product placement yeah well and I'll I mean I will say that I have no idea how to say, is this a good or bad movie? I love this movie, but it has some flaws, if that I, makes I, sense. I struggled with this movie because I used Letterboxd, and I was like, I watched it. I've watched it before, and I was like, do I like it? And I was like, huh. So I will say I don't that know. <clears throat> I think the future is the weakest part of the movie. I mean, there's some fun stuff, but you have Marty's spaz of a kid, 
and then you have yeah. you have the Michael J. Fox should play his entire family is something that should have been abandoned in <laughs> the, in like the not even before being put on paper. Like no, this idea no, no that's this not. puts him well beyond his talents. Yeah, yeah I was just say, is he a great actor? No. Well, maybe we shouldn't have him do this. Maybe, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the other thing which you kind of hinted at earlier is poor Jennifer, who is just <laughs> to oh. lo- lugged along, literally just tossed into an alley. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, Joe, you you said earlier that, you know, in the 80s, they didn't quite have that, oh, we're going to sign on for 10 movies or whatever. And that's exactly it. Like, I remember listening to the commentary for this, and they said, you know, at the end of Back to the Future, they kind of made it seamless, and now it seems like a future was planned, or a sequel was planned. And in the original, you know, it was just like, oh, them flying off was just a goof. And then they had to set out, and it's like, oh, Christ, now we got to incorporate Jennifer. What do we do? Oh, literally just knock her out and just throw her in an alley. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did read that, that 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 was in there. Like, oh no, why do we have Jennifer go in the car? Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to find. What do we do about her the whole time? So there's, I, there's no heart or real connection to the future, whereas the first one is, I mean, I, I know you guys like it or love it to some degree. I absolutely love it. Might might be my favorite movie. But the first one, the core of it is everyone wants to know what their parents were like as kids. And that's mm-hmm. universal. And in this one, they go to the future and it's like, what what is going on? What why are they here? Like Well, even even the reason they go to the like the reason that Marty goes back and gets them is dumb. Yeah. I mean it's just like, well, you had a failed fail son yeah so let's fix it so is that yeah that 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 in the end of back to the future one that same conversation about it it is but it's it's just a joke and it's like it's like a one-off joke it's like it's like oh marty now we got to go to the future because now your kids are jerks or they say assholes and it's like it it works in the context but again they've kind of boxed themselves in Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah when you actually see it play out you're like oh boy you're like who cares (laughs) You forget, you forget, like, I. it wasn't until, like, the movie ended that I was like, did they, why did they go back? It was, like, because he says yes to, he he's says gonna, yes. He's going to help Griff do some crimes. Yeah, so then he was going to go to prison, and then his sister, like, tries to get him out, and then she gets in trouble. It's it's stupid. It's, <laughs> a, okay. it's a very stupid <laughs> plot line. And, that, um, and, that's, and that's where, like, the movie's already done. I like. I think Back to the Future has one of the best screenplays ever. Yeah, like it is unbelievably tight. And if you go back and you look at some of the earlier drafts of it, like it's clear, like they worked hard on it and they they didn't settle, and they wrote ended up with something that was almost perfect. Yeah. And this movie is horribly written. It is just every lazy sequel ever. It even resorts to like these dumb like what seemed to be like trying to be like catchphrase moments like the yes. thing I, the parts i hate the least the one line the chicken the chicken thing the chicken thing is incredibly dumb mm-hmm. so marty at what two different times or is it three different times i think it's three uh, different times between yeah. him and his yeah and they, they and he's yeah. he's big, like it's clear uh, like he should get in get out quick and every time someone calls him chicken 
and he just is filled with rage and just has to confront the person, which it, is which is incredibly dated. Like it's, the idea, it's a, it's a very baby boomer thing that the worst thing someone can call you is chicken. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the uh, the other thing is in the in the book. I mean, in the sorry, in the movie, he gets the almanac, right? And that's like a big thing. What's interesting is I read a book that actually took play. I mean, it's not that new of an idea, but there's this book I read that came out in '88 called Replay by Ken Grimwood, and uh, it's a pretty interesting concept of a book. But essentially, it's about like a guy who dies, and he wakes back up in his 18 year old body, but knowing everything he knows from that first life. Mm-hmm. So he ends up doesn't have a sports almanac, but he remembers obviously from living that life already to uh, bet on a bunch of uh, sporting events, and he like becomes like a massive millionaire and lives this like wild life of you know excess and sex and drugs and stuff. Um, and then I mean, then he dies again and wakes up again at eighteen and has to do it all over again. Anyways, it's a really interesting book, but it reminded me a lot of like the almanac thing, and I was yeah, curious which one happened first, and it was this book. Oh, interesting. So and I don't know. It definitely seems to have – I always assumed this book inspired Groundhog Day, but maybe it also had some sort of uh, – I mean, the idea you know, of a, a time loop has been in science fiction for a while. Yeah, they probably yeah. were already working on this movie before that book came out because they had to get this That's one true. written and the, and the third part. So they it probably they probably have been working about on part two for quite a while. That's true. But, yeah, maybe. Uh, the other thing I love about the future uh, is rough neighborhoods don't look that bad. <laughs> yeah it it just looks like general middle class homes. Yeah, they're like, oh man, it's a rough neighborhood. This is for all the like whatever names they made up for people. <laughs> what it's uh, uh, <laughs> tranks, lobos, and zipheads. In zipheads, <laughs> it just like it just seems like a like fine little neighborhood. However, I will say that I do appreciate how one thing in the future in Back to the Future that is also true is that suburbanites just need to be tranked up to deal with their failed lives. Yeah. Um and another thing do you notice, like, when old Marty comes in, the thing says he has to turn on the lithium mode, which is yes. such a weird joke. But I like it. I like it that it's implying, like, God, these are just failed people who just need to be high all the time to forget. Uh, and we we talked a little bit already about uh, Jennifer Parker being replaced by Elizabeth Shue, but we also probably need to mention uh, no Crispin Glover in this movie. This story is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Duff, um, for people who don't know, you want to give it to him? Uh, as I remember, uh, Crispin Glover, depending on who you ask, uh, wanted too much money. Or he, Well, for sure we know he wanted more money and they didn't meet the demands. That yeah. we know for sure. Um, Whatever Cri- amount that is, Crispin we don't know. Glover bet that he was the secret ingredient to a successful sequel. Um, and the producers balked. And decided just to use some dude in prosthetics um, and have him in a bit part. And then Crispin Glover actually, I believe he sued. He was. And he got the the union involved. And now you cannot have your likeness used in a movie without your permission. Which is good. You shouldn't be able to. Which is very good. (laughs) So, yay on Crispin Glover. He fought the man. Um, but you have a guy who at one point is literally upside down to hide that it yep. is not Crispin Glover. 
and then I mean, you, you just have recreations of stuff from the first movie from a long away to hide. I, I don't think. I mean, I I don't. I mean, to be fair, I I wouldn't have known. I don't think it's something I would know normally unless I didn't already know. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's... it would be okay. I would say you, you do. I think you do know. Like, what is the point of having Crispin Glover in the movie at all if you're not going to let him really barely talk at all, yeah. or be any part of it? Sure. Well, he gets to be upside down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. But but to Joe's point, uh, you know, this is sort of like pre pre like thinking about this from like a franchise standpoint of course which they fixed for two and three because they shot them at the same time yeah which is good because michael j fox not looking like a teen anymore no um, i mean he wasn't I mean, no everyone's like five years older he, at this he point. wasn't even a teen when they shot the first one but he was you know at least still looked at i mean he's still an incredibly youthful looking person but he's supposed to be like 16 17 yeah and he's like 27 in real life or something um I want to say a few positive things about this movie okay. in that there's stuff that does not work for sure, but I think it is wildly inventive by the standards of tentpole family friendly franchise movies. Just all the stuff like when I watch this as an adult, like once we get past the future stuff, I'm like, all right, now I'm in because it gets incredibly dark and I mean, it gets incredibly meta in a time when that was not a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, is this pre? Uh, is this pre Simpsons? Uh, just barely. Okay. Um. So I, again, like I've seen this movie so many times, and I, you know, I love it despite its its storytelling shortcomings. Um, the last thing I will say that I hope we all agree on is the MVP of this movie is Tom Wilson playing several, I think five different variations of Biff. It is weird that that's all he, like that's, that's all I really know him from too. Like he's Biff. He's, uh, he was in freaks and geeks as well as the kindly gym teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he pops up every now and again, but uh, I don't he, know. He is the only one that can do, different versions of themselves and it doesn't make you uncomfortable looking at them whereas with like marty's mom uh it's just it's, exaggerated and she talks like this yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> or lorraine it kind of sucked uh, in the first one too to be honest but not, it, it, it wasn't a lot at, more in the first it wasn't one, as one. exaggerated i mean it wasn't yeah. great but <laughs> i mean marty's mom like her idea of old is to talk. It's like Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands bad. <laughs> wow. Um, but That's yeah. not a wow. That's very fair. Yeah. It, like, I mean, do you remember that part of Edward Scissorhands when she's like telling the story? At the it bookends the film. Yeah, yeah I, I I remember I know the bookends, but I, it's been a long she, time. She in the I've in the it. middle of the regular part of the movie, she's fine. Yeah. she's really it's good. Just when in the she, of it. It's just when she plays I mean, like in her fairness, older version of herself. In fairness, it's hard to play old, um, realistically. You know but, who could do it really well? Johnny Knoxville, Duff. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I mean, really, just think about it. you have. Tom Thomas F. Wilson plays he plays Griff, nineteen fifty five Biff, nineteen eighty five Biff, alternate nineteen eighty five Biff, 
and 2015 old Biff, and they're all very distinct, and they're all really good. Also, uh, like alternate 1985 Biff, like I mean, obviously everyone knows but like that is trump is is wild watching that still and like how 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 well like how accurate it kind of is oh man that must have been such a fun part because that is just the evilest of evil and the hammiest of hams Mm -hmm. well just like playing you know just it's a it's such an american type like the sort of boorish not nearly as talented as his dad rich guy in way over his head is just we've had so many characters like that in real life and in fiction and yeah it does seem like eerily depressant but there's been lots of dudes like that Um, yeah yeah i will say that uh, it's actually more creepy now but when they're at the one of my favorite bits in the movie is when he's watching the biff tannen museum video (laughs) yes and yes and uh it talks about oh and he successfully lobbied to gamble to legalize gambling and he's like i just want to say one thing god bless america <laughs> yep <laughs> yep yeah that part that's the part i was thinking of when i when i made that note um i also say as being positive uh this is mostly for every zemeckis film but like the uh the effects are are very good considering like all the things they did in this movie and how difficult like how difficult all that stuff is to pull off that like most of it is pretty seamless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously there are times where like they're on the hoverboard and they like they do like the from the ground shot where you're like, boof. But it, most it of the time it ages better than almost everything else from that era. It ages better than it has any right to. Yeah. So and what I, do you get I mean, we're we'll never talk about Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> But I will. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't mean, um, like, as a whole episode, we probably won't. Uh, I I just think this is a pretty disappointing sequel, but I don't really care. I'm not going to get all fired up about it. I think it kind of sucks. It's kind of boring. But I, I, if some, if Duff, you like it a lot, and I'm not going to, I get it. I, you know? I mean, I like Can it. Can you tell? I, I have not seen Back to the Future Part 3 since it came out. Like, I saw it in the movie theater when it came out, I haven't seen it since. Should I watch it? I I think so. Um, I think that Back to the Future 3 retains a lot of the heart and humor of the first one, even though it is more of a retread. It's, oh, we're stuck and we have to get back. Um, If nothing else, uh, Thomas F. Wilson playing Buford Mad Dog Tannen, uh, one of my favorite villains. My my thought would be, one thing that Back to the Future pulls off so well is even though that movie was probably, I'm assuming, mostly shot on a lot, it doesn't feel like it was shot on a lot. That feels like a real town and a real world. Whereas Back to the Future mm. 2 and Back to the Future 3 both to me feel like this is this is fake. Like this yeah, is a lot. This time. is yeah. This does not feel like a real place that exists. This feels like a movie set. I think Back to the Future 3 recaptures that, but I agree on Back to the Future 2. It's a lot of... It's obvious that they were like, oh, we have a bigger budget this time. Let's build a bunch of weird sets. I think Back to the Future 3 looks like like it was shot on like a 60s Western studio lot, too. On the Spawn Ranch. But, I, but, I really think, but, but that yeah. <laughs> kind of works for that kind of a movie. Like, it, it's, it's paying tribute to Westerns and stuff. And, like, you have to have it look a little artificial if you're playing around in that sandbox. 
maybe I want I've all, Back to Future Three is movie I always want to like more than I do, and then I watch it and I'm like, mm, I didn't like that. I like it more than I did when I was younger. When I was younger, it was my least favorite of the the three, and I think it's the better of the sequels. I'll revisit it for you, Duff. Anything oh, for Duff. It has it has an original song by ZZ Top. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. That's that. embarrassing. No, that, like, why is that? Yeah, embarrassing? it is. The moment the where they have ZZ Top oh, hold, and they like on. spin the guitars, it's embarrassing. Oh, mm-hmm. they're actually like in the movie. Yes, oh, and they okay. spin their guitars. Right, uh, I'm not going to dispute that. So one one thing I will say. I thought you meant the idea of having ZZ Top do a song for your movie. No, the idea of having them in the movie as yeah. ZZ Top. It's oh, what okay. a, it's what a bunch of aging baby boomers thought was the coolest thing in the world in 1990. Yes, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, 1990. ZZ Top uh, is kind of cool, though. Um, so like one ZZ thing Top. I will say about Back to the Future 3 is that uh, they actually offered the cameo part of the mayor to Ronald Reagan because I did, that's right because he was at that time um would have been out of office just out of and, office and out of his mind yeah he and <laughs> you're talking he, about back to the future 2 not 1885 no, no, back no, to the future no i'm talking 3. about back to the future 3 i'm saying he was going to be they well no they offered it to him they because Reagan loved back to the future because okay. Reagan, because Reagan, I always, thought you were saying he was a mayor in the old west. No, no, they offered <laughs> him. Was, they okay. offered him that role. They offered him to be the in the. There's a scene where they have the dedication of the clock tower, and there's a town dance, and it's like a twenty or thirty second scene. So it's just a cameo. But because Reagan always glommed on to anything he could use, like when your dad discovers something that's, you know, horribly out of date, but he thinks he's cool. Like Reagan saw Back to the Future. And of course, there's the Back to the Future joke and he loved it. And so they Mm -hmm. knew that and they offered the role to him, but he didn't do it. Probably because, like Joe said, his mind was a, you know, an old sponge at that point. Yeah. Do they Um, do they act because there's a lot of like there's some. Reagan stuff and Back to the Future Part Two as well. Does Zemeckis actually like Reagan? I don't know. I, I think Robert Zemeckis is a very apolitical filmmaker, but a All lot right. of stuff pops up. I mean, I I don't know. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want. I think know. it's just because he was president. That yeah. hor- that horrifying Max Headroom thing that looks like. Yeah. yeah. So okay, uh, the only the last question I had to ask about this is is the product placement in this film is. What's the word? Obnoxious? Very in prominent. In 2015? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you do you think that... I mean, product placement is just part of filmmaking. It has been for 30, 40 years now. 40 years, really. 40 right? years, yeah. Yeah. It, Start with do you DT think it's probably. gotten... Do, do, I think this is a pretty good example of kind of typical late, you know typical 80s 90s product placement summer movie obnoxiousness although i guess this wasn't a summer movie but do you think that in spirit it is yes do you think it's gotten less obnoxious or do you think product placement in in films now is just it's still just as bad because in this movie it like it kind of takes you out of it uh i think they just don't they don't speak the name of the sponsor anymore like in this we're like go in there order a pepsi and it's like oh okay could just said yeah. soda um, <laughs> yeah but now you know now like i'm thinking of like skyfall where there's a z- i mean any bond movie there's a zillion products in there yeah and usually it's just all of a sudden it's like 
Why is there a close-up of his wrist? Oh, it's because he's wearing an $8,000 watch or something, and they paid to have it in there. Yeah, yeah. now it's more like they put it in the movie, and then the, the brands get to brag about it by having tie-ins in their commercials. Yeah. Like, yes. see the new BMW in James Bond uh, Paradox you know, Horizon <laughs> Horizon Rise or whatever. It's what the next one's going to be called. What Biff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that yeah. that's better the way it is now? Because it's also annoying to watch a million commercials about like the new Robin Hood movie when you're trying to watch a football game. Uh, I don't honestly mind it in like Bond movies or things like that. Um, sometimes I'll, <laughs> I mean, if you ever look for it, and now if you haven't, you'll see it. Is that everyone's soda can is always perfectly facing the camera with the label faced yeah. upright? Yeah. Yeah, it if, doesn't. If, it, it's oh, hidden sorry, better, right. I feel like, than it used to be. And I think part of it is, you know, movies in the '80s aren't that far from, from like, you know, the people who made the movies in the '80s grew up on shows where it was like sponsored by, and then they oh, like, you know, yeah. had their little can. Oh, I that's think that's an interesting point. I that, think that is a very good point. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't get a lot of those from you. No, because um, like, in like, especially in yeah, a lot like of I like, love Lucy stuff. Yeah, like Robert Zemeckis and. Uh, Bob Gale who wrote this are very like prototypical baby boomers and they were the first to grow up with TV so they probably mm-hmm. absorbed that uh, if and they I made think... a Midnight Boys movie what would the product placement in that one be well Crocs <laughs> obviously <laughs> there'd be a close up shot of you putting on your Crocs yeah it'd be like Mr. Rogers Neighborhood but just putting my Crocs on <laughs> <laughs> what else uh, gosh. So, uh, various, various microbreweries. Yeah, Wikipedia. Bo- Wik- Wikipedia. Yeah. Botabox. Botabox. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There'd just be like, fold, they're, behind me, there'd just be eight folded up cardboard boxes of boxed wine. <laughs> just a scene where we're talking and just squeezing and I'm just, I, the last <laughs> bit of the wine out of the box, out of the bag. <laughs> me stuffing the cardboard in the recycling bin. <laughs> oh man good stuff perfect yeah all right let's talk about uh how long have we been talking here oh yeah we got to get going how about um 20 we have have plenty to cut i think so yeah i'm not worried about it but just 20 okay so 2010s technology like i think like the probably the most the biggest sensation that came out of this film was the hoverboard skateboard thing right yeah that was absolutely awesome in the shoes. And we still don't have it. And it it really actually got me a little up worked up is <laughs> I I was we I asked you guys to think of kind of like twenty tens technology and inventions you had, and we invented what is called a hoverboard in the twenty tens and it has wheels on it. And it, it might starts be the on worst. fire. <laughs> it might literally yeah. be one of the worst inventions of the twenty tens. Yeah. It's just so like a- we got a thing and and it doesn't hover. And we're just like, well, let's just call. We can't do it. We can't do a hoverboard. Let's just call this thing a hoverboard. Kids are breaking arms left and right on those things. Really? It's a. Oh yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It's a Ford Pinto. (laughs) I saw. I've been seeing guys lately on one wheeled ones. Is that like a new version of the hoverboard? They're like white and the tires bigger. The guys are. These the the what the guys are white actually. Yeah. No one one per. I saw two and one person was black. So okay. Uh. So the 
the hoverboard technology is advancing. We've gone from two little wheels to one large wheel, I guess. Mm-hmm. It still sucks. And you still look like, like a huge dork if you're riding it. So we didn't get that, and I, I just think that's really disappointing. So I asked you guys to come up with like the coolest thing we that was invented in the 2010s, and then the worst. I have, I have, I have, I have some bests. Do, Rob, why don't you call? I, I had trouble coming up with things I actually liked, so we'll let okay. Rob come up with the cool so, things that happened in the 2010s. Researching this, I, I realized that the uh, 2000 through 2010 has a lot of actually great inventions. Uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff I thought of was actually in the previous decade. Yep. So I'm going to say a convenience one for me, and then I'll go a more serious one. Uh, I'm going to say Uber uh, or just any sort of rideshare thing has been a real has been scab. a real game changer. Yeah, it sucks. Well, um, it's, well I'm glad you like it because it's not going to last that much longer. <laughs> well, either way, it's it's taken an industry that was awful uh, and made it way easier for people to use. Yep. So it made it even worse for the people driving, but better for you. That's how that's technology what, works, that's Joe. It, that's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand how this works? Um, uh, that, I mean, I guess that's true. So the uh, the other one that's for real is, and Duff's going to laugh because we sometimes talk about this because we watched Rampage together, is uh, you did? Chris- the, the, the Rock movie? Yeah. Yes. Is it good? No. <laughs> well, I there's two ways to answer that. <laughs> okay. Is One's it fun right. to watch? I think it's fun. All right. Sorry, that's off topic. Let's keep going. Uh, so... CRISPR is a uh, is it's something acronym, I want to talk about. Right? It's an acronym, yeah, and an acronym oh. doesn't help, so I'm not even going to tell you what it means. But uh, CRISPR is essentially a method of gene editing. So it's not like it's not like people have never gene edited before, but it's a method to do it. And you know, obviously, that allows you to remove undesirable and, and who, traits. And who is Gene? <laughs> yeah, Wilder takes <laughs> Wilder genes. So we re-edit his films. That's right to make so, them wackier. <laughs> So, obviously, with gene editing, you remove undesirable traits, and you can add in desirable ones. CRISPR revolutionizes gene editing, and it makes it faster, cheaper, and more efficient to do. So, why this matters is there's obviously huge implications for this in a lab setting, because now you can... It's way easier for researchers to test stuff out, because you can literally, like, remove parts of a gene... Uh, different genes and find out what they actually do by knocking them out and seeing what traits are affected. And there's a lot of possibilities that can come out of that, right? I mean, from, uh, you know, what if we knocked out allergens out of peanuts? Uh, what if we gene edited our crops so that droughts wouldn't affect them? What if sickle cell anemia went away because we were able to knock that out? Here's the other thing, though. There are massive... <laughs> Massive ethical questions around all. I was about this. to yeah, say. I was about to ask if this was a sponsored post. No, like, was this our not. first ad read? <laughs> no. Uh, so, like, obviously, designer babies are a concern. Um, yeah. And I think it was Go last on. year. The last year, I, um, designer babies is a sequel to designing women. <laughs> uh, so last year, a scientist in China used CRISPR to. I don't know what term I would use, but he like took human babies and he like made them genes resistant to HIV. Here's the thing. He shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> that is not ethically okay. That was nothing that like was approved. He kind of like, you know, I don't, I doubt he went through the proper steps with the family to make sure they were aware. We don't really know what happens when you do this to humans, uh, especially babies. Like we haven't, that's not where it's at. But my, my point is I think of all things that have happened in the last 10 years, CRISPR is the one that's going to be the most important life-changing tech 
of the last 10 years. So to recap, Rob's two things were worker exploitation and eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm telling yeah. you, CRISPR is a big deal. Uh, like, CRISPR is a very big deal. I'm, I, I, I'm disturbed significantly by this. But, well, I mean, uh, if that allows people to find like cures for cancer and heart disease, would you be upset? Uh, it, um, CRISPR just—I'm not saying it's—it's—it's it's, it's not impressive. I'm just or saying remove there's, deafness from kids, or you know, there's there's just a lot of questions that come up with CRISPR. Yes, I mean, huge, okay, massive yeah. ethical questions that have to be like dealt with. And I, I'd follow that up with like. I mean, like, people can't afford insulin right now. So, like, I wonder, like, who is going to have access to these cures, you know? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a separate question that the scientists... Well, at this are, point, I, I think answering. you have to think about those two things together. But, but okay, I, I, will, I will acknowledge that that, that certainly is, does have potential for human good if good people are actually fueling it, which is a skeptical... Well, I mean, that's every technology... I think some are more have more potential for harm than others, though. I guess is no, for be. sure. With great power comes great responsibility. I, I learned that in the seventeenth reboot of Spider Man. I, I I'm not trying to be critical of your your pick. I, I do think it, it's definitely fascinating for sure. I, I just I, there's things to be concerned about. I'm I'm almost uh, scared with the the power that that holds. Actually, yeah. I mean I'm 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 in the same boat. That is, I mean I like the thing about. Uh, crops that are resistant to drought because we're probably going to need that um mm-hmm. it's a yeah. cleaner way than like breeding animals and gmos and uh, like, no. just a yeah. cleaner um, way than that well this seems like a great last five minutes for people to yell at us online and they're probably maybe going to be right so <laughs> I, <laughs> uh the, uh, interesting okay well duff you got something you like uh i thought of I thought of two, and they're not as grand scale as that. But uh, the first one, I really like being able to order food without talking to a person. <laughs> this is a this is a long time Joe passion. Uh, is this Uber Eats? Yeah, are you talking about just, a different worker exploitation <laughs> no, model? Uh, I mean, yes. just, no, just anything, whether it's directly from the restaurant or even like you go pick it up, like you say. I feel like that was last previous decade, man. Uh, yeah. I don't That's know. Not, it, it, I was I was ordering Pizza Hut talk free in the in oh nine. Well, let's listen to the big shot over here. This, <laughs> to to me, this, sorry, I got high speed internet before yeah, you. Did. To me, to me, this was all last decade. I just started doing this. Um, the other one I'll say that I don't think we fully appreciate is the notion of uh, like Spotify or something like that. Oh, <laughs> it's another worker exploitation well, model thing. Yeah, but yes, that's how this works, <laughs> Joe. But I mean, just you know, thinking. I mean, you know, gonna sound like an old man, but thinking of it's like, oh, I like that song. Oh, I better get seventeen dollars together to buy the CD. Like growing yeah. up, like that's that was the world. Now it's like, oh, I want to listen to the entire Elton John discography. Oh, okay, ten dollars a month for that and anything else I want. Yeah, I just want. Uh, yeah, and I guess. Uh, we you know we pay for pay the price maybe movie or excuse me like concert tickets are more expensive now i, I don't know um, so maybe you do make up for it because i know you still go to shows i mean uh, i the, go to lots of them it's, i sure don't uh, again it's yeah we know that's because of your ears dying uh, joe well my, mine uh is i 
don't think it's exploitative, but it might be. <laughs> I was thinking about, I just wanted to bring it back to movies. And I think that the movie theater experience uh, has improved significantly in this decade. And I don't know. So I don't know that I really, I kind of cheated. I don't know that I'm picking new technology, but I went and saw a, a movie uh, last week and it, nothing had changed, you know, since the previous time I'd gone see, to see a movie at this movie theater. But I was like sitting on a reclining couch. I was very comfortable. I had plenty of space between me and the stranger next to me. <laughs> and uh, I had a cup holder and I was just very comfortable. And I was like, this is awesome. So I, I, I don't know if this is maybe came in the previous decade in other places, but in the Milwaukee area, just adding like the, the, uh, the dream, I, our local chain calls them dream loungers. Mm-hmm. Is this Mr. Marcus? Yeah, Mr. Marcus. Did and you watch I, a video of stupid Mr. Marcus? I've yeah, heard you every guys time talk. The, this the third generation just Mr. Marcus like fail man. See, uh, we, owns we all have their hotels and stuff. We have one or two Marcus, but overall, uh, this is AMC country here in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, we only have one of those in the Milwaukee area, but. Uh, so it, I just realized like the movie theater experience, thanks to partly due to new technology and partly due to just, uh, a new approach to what the movie theater going experience should be like. I think it's gotten a lot better. And I know like a lot of people get kind of annoyed with, like, I don't have Alamo draft house around here. I know Duff, you do. And some people great. think things have gone a little too far, but Who says uh, that? I just think, I think some people get annoyed at how the people who died at the alamo people find it some people find it a bit pretentious i guess but i i've never been to one so i can't speak to it uh i think that's gotten a lot better like going to see a movie in the theater despite the prevalence of devices and stuff like that really all you you don't have to all you have to worry about is just make sure you don't sit by any boomers and then you probably don't have to worry about phones or talking. The only counter- I, it is significantly better. I, I, ha- it, it I is, will I, I, I will agree with you on almost everything you said. The one thing I will say is the twenty five minutes of trailers is much. That's worse. not new though. It's got yeah, and that's new. not the. I don't know that that's the movie theater's fault. That might it's, be the movie studio's but fault. It's, I don't yeah, know. I, I, that's the only thing I'll say. It's def. It creeps up a little more each year. It's like oh, one more trailer. It's like man. There's a lot of stuff to watch. But movies seem to actually start at the time they're supposed to now. I think yes. that's the difference. So it's easy to miss that stuff because you buy your seat ahead of time and you show up, you know, you go to your seat a minute or two before it starts. Where before, when we were younger, and I would argue the worst time ever to go see movies in America, where it was just like cramped mall theaters yeah. that treated you like an airplane, like an airplane treats you. You would go and you'd sit down and you would get there for a seven o'clock start and the movie would start at like seven twenty by the time it was like Guns and Roses, like they decide when to start the show. Yeah, so yeah, I'm with you, Joe. It is significantly better. No, um, I I agree overall. It's it's better. Do you want me to go with my uh, worst invention or funniest? Sure. I, can I should I start it. that round? Uh, I I I think that. <sighs> Things have started to move at such a hyper speed. You know, the news, as the world deteriorates, like we forget thing. That, you know, something that happened a year ago seems like it happened ten years ago. I don't think we fully appreciated how funny the Juicero was, <laughs> as maybe the worst and funniest invention of the 2010s. Yeah, it is basically this startup which 
uh, of course it's from Silicon Valley because of course it is. And they had like space age style, like bags of juice. And what they invented was bags of juice and then a machine that would squeeze the juice out of the bag. And these bags would cost, I don't know, like tons of money. And so would the machine. And that was the juicero. It, they basically uh, turned having a Capri Sun that would get squeezed into a glass for you into a startup. And I think that that invention, within, I'm putting that in quotes, sums up the 2010s better than anything else. Taking something that already existed and dressing it up as something new and just making it cost like $800. So like e-cigarettes. Well... Kind of. I mean, that's similar to some extent. Uh, I mean, the old, the the thing I always hear that's almost cliche now is that every Silicon Valley app or invention is just something that dudes couldn't figure out how to do once they moved out of their home. Like it was, <laughs> it was like, oh shoot, my mom doesn't do this for me anymore. Yeah, or how like every transportation like startup is just reinventing the bus or the subway. Yeah, but having it hold fewer people. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that one's the funniest for me. I, I couldn't really think of like one that was the worst invention, but the Juicero story is, is I think, the funniest story. So if you don't know that, that one, I'm sure you'll find all manner of articles making fun of that nonsense. Do you guys remember the Pet Rock? Yeah. Uh, that was there's, not the last 10 years, though. I know, but there's a Bluetooth version you can get now. Oh. <laughs> what does what is, what is, what is the Bluetooth do? Nothing. <laughs> that's See, the whole point so here's then here, that might be another one if we think about the worst things of this decade is like the nostalgia nonsense has definitely gotten a little out of control so do you have to like pay for that app no it's a it's a it's a it's a rock you buy is this a Wait. joke like here's here's how effed up our society is i don't know if this <laughs> I is don't a know dumb, if you're joking either. i don't like, know if this is, is a is dumb it? rob joke or if this is a thing I, it's a real thing that you can buy okay it was i think like think geek would sell it Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it would have like a Bluetooth connector, and it just wouldn't do anything. Exactly. That's that's pretty dumb. No, so that sounds about <laughs> Matt, right. Matt, I didn't think of it though. <laughs> is that your pick? That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. All right, I like that one. Uh, my pick is uh, any type of cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, it, I it. like that. Although that's I think technically an... that that happened a little earlier, but I'll allow uh, it. Shut up. Uh, it combines the worst of a lot of things it combines uh, libertarians and buying child brides off the dark web (laughs) (laughs) and uh, also it's really bad for the environment because you have to run like huge amounts of electricity to mine these stupid things and then you lose them all because some nerd hacks them anyway I heard a really funny story related to bitcoin um I was at a local watering hole Friday night, and I just when if I hear the word Bitcoin, my ears perk up because I know something <laughs> funny is about to be said, you know, either laughing at or with. Yeah. And I I hear the the friendly bartender who was uh, serving my wife and I say like, oh, I know a guy who uh, he had a bar and he took Bitcoin, uh, he, he accepted Bitcoin at his bar, and the guy's like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, is it still open? And then, and then the bartender's immediately like, ha, of course not. <laughs> I just thought that was, like his like laugh and like look at the guy was it was so funny. 
I think what were you with me, Rob? Like we were in, I was in Las Vegas once and there was like an ATM or something, an ATM style device where you could deposit your cash or with, or, uh, I don't think I was with you for that. It was bitcoins. Yeah. They had like a Bitcoin ATM. I, I didn't see it the last time I was passing through there, but I thought that was pretty funny too. Just, yeah, that's a good answer. Just stupid idea from the worst people to solve a problem that I guess technically, I mean, everyone, like, it's not a good faith thing. Like, everyone always says, like, oh, we should have money that's free of, you know, government tampering and things like that. And it's like, yeah, you just don't like, you know, paying taxes and you want to buy, you know, drugs off the dark web. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, just make friends instead. <laughs> you you don't you don't want your uh, your mom to see the uh, Pornhub receipt, so you want to be able to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be able to do it with your cryptocurrency. Yeah. Boy, you sure ride the bus a lot. I looked at your credit <laughs> card statement. You spend a lot of money on the bus every month. <laughs> I don't know if everyone's gonna get that, but no. uh, <laughs> uh, all right. What about your favorite movie inventions? Let's let's close with that. Uh, like if you could bring any any like kind of sci-fi technology from a film of any time, it doesn't have to be like a 2010s movie or anything. I'll let like that. Duff, I'll let you bring? start. I'll I'll end on this one. Uh, I don't know why, and I know Rob isn't a huge fan, but I thought that the robots in Interstellar were really cool, just because how like how basic they were. Like they were just kind of like these big moving Jenga blocks, and they were kind of like seemed, oh yeah, those were pretty. cool. And they seemed like they could be your pal and joke around. They seem helpful. I like it. <laughs> so you want a robot friend? Yeah, I do. Like and and if, 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 or, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, and if if you could pick the style of your robot friend, you'd want it in the style of Interstellar robot friends. Yes, or as Rob just brought up, Polly's robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and Rob, you said you wanted to end finish. Sure. So I I was really disappointed because I made like a handwritten list off the top of my head. And uh, then I was like, well, maybe I missed something. So I'll just Google, like, I'm sure somebody wrote an article about something like this. And let's see if they came up with anything better than what was on my list. And I, I was ashamed that I didn't think of this one. And it was the, the dog translation collar from Up. Oh, that's I, a good one. I, I want to I talk to my dog. Yeah. I want to say hello and then just hear what she thinks about me. And I don't want anyone around. <laughs> at that time because i don't i don't know what she'll say probably good things because she's a good dog but yeah. just in case the dog translation collar is good i have okay i have two lazy ones that i i i uh i just think everyone would agree with so i'm gonna move past them but that would be the transponder from uh from star trek to be able to oh, like, like where you like can teleport yep okay uh lightsaber from star wars still super cool <laughs> so you could study the blade <laughs> I just think it's just the coolest weapon ever made. Um, but this one, I, I I will say, uh, after trying to get tree stumps out, that lightsaber comes yeah. pretty handy. It comes in handy all the time. Uh, wouldn't you uh, be okay? Even, I, I think you would ones. be afraid. I think you would be afraid to use it. I don't. Well, I wouldn't I don't get a see... big one. I'd get a little one for my key ring. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that's scarier. I know it's, joss- it's just jostling around in your pocket. Keep the safety on, brah. I guarantee. Okay, well, anyone that took a gun safety course knows that you don't rely on a safety for things like that. I guarantee well, some beers would go around. It's like, hey, get out the lightsaber. Come on. That's how I'd uh, open my beers. Hey, uh, you, yeah, you would finish your beer, and then you just pick time for a shot, and then you just cut your glass down to shot size. <laughs> 
But my real answer, and I'm s- I'm sad neither of you came up with this one. Oh wow, okay. Is the uh, the sunglasses and they live. Oh. Uh, I I already, but I already see the world that way. <laughs> I don't think it would help. Yeah, the they so, live sunglasses would be. It I, would be cool. All right, should we talk about next week? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this episode. one, and and I know that uh, people that I meet in real life that listen to our show now and then, I think they're going to be pretty excited about this because they want they've been asking they've been clamoring for it, for us to talk about any movie, with the star of this film, and that film is Rob, Running Man. Yeah, the Running Man. I'm sorry, the Running Man, an Arnold movie. Now, real Midnight Boys heads will know that. Two thirds of us already talked about an Arnold movie. Yes, that's true. Yep, you guys uh, did a, a pretty lengthy Conan the Barbarian or Destroyer. Uh, uh, the Barbarian. The Barbarian. I yeah. know. Mogwai Minute. So if you want to hear us uh, talk about that, if you didn't know about that, you can check that out on the Mogwai Minute feed. Which, as it's I probably... say, makes no sense. That's where you would go to hear yeah, us talk about. Yeah, well, our they own just movie. did a little, you know, a little palate cleanser in between yeah. Yeah. in between movies. And I, when did that get released? They probably have to scrub back pretty far, right? Yeah, that, God, was, that was in like between a year and a half Gremlins to... and Gremlins Two. It was a long time so. ago, but I had an absolute blast recording that yeah, one. It's... And all I think three quarters of us got in trouble with our wives or girlfriends during the recording of that, <laughs> if I recall correctly, because it went so long. Yeah, <laughs> it was good content as I remember listening. Uh, to. So next week we're going to talk about The Running Man and kind of our angle there is first of all it takes place um, in well actually. Technically, like, kind of like two different years because there's flashbacks, and and not, we're kind of cheating a little bit because the flashback is the year that we're focusing on, and then most of the film happens in 2020, if I recall correctly. But we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, and I'm excited because I do not remember this at all. It has been a oh, super long time. It's good, so. and and I and we're we're gonna kind of center it by just thinking about 2020s media, a uh, 2020s, excuse me, 2010s media, and so this the premise of this sh- movie is all about basically a game show about convicts basically trying to survive against gladiators to get out of jail right which seems yeah. like it could be a real thing now but exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly and and i would uh so we're gonna think about this film what does it get right about what popular audiences clamored for in this past decade and also we're just gonna talk arnold has there ever been a minute a second Ever, where the three of us were not interested in talking about I, Arnold Schwarzenegger I movies. I'm constantly ready to talk about Arnold. <laughs> Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially when my house gets cleaned. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's coming up next. On that note. Put it in your ears. <laughs> All right. All right.